back to the New York Panthers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Raghi. Today, we are going to be with the glove drop, Tara. Some of you may know her from YouTube, etc. Uh, I'm sure we're all pumped right now. The Rangers are off to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's crazy even saying it. We're going to discuss all that and more. Uh, we're going to discuss, you know, the whole game, uh, Game 7 versus Carolina. I can't even speak anymore. We're going to talk about the pregame versus Tampa, how ways to beat them, how are we going to, you know, uh, how big of a chance do the Rangers have, uh, et cetera. But first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for the 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Before we have our post-game podcast, I just want to shout out at Katie Spins. Uh, some of you know her for her fantastic work with jackets and all that. You could hit her up on Twitter, um, and she makes fantastic stuff. Again, it's at Katie Twitter. Uh, that makes fantastic old Navy jackets, uh, paintings, all that for the New York Rangers, uh, you know, logos, all that. Uh, honestly, it's really terrific. Uh, you could also reach her at spins.studios at gmail.com. And yeah, reach out to her if you want to buy anything. Uh, terrific stuff. We're doing a giveaway with her. And we're also doing an NHL 22 tournament. It's going to be held at the end of June. Uh, details are in our Twitter account. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. And we are back with Tara, the glove drop. Tara, how's it going? What's up? Actually, you know what? It's going. (laughs) I can't even put into words how good it's going right now. My voice is gone still because I lost it at game six. And and I worked on losing it even harder today in my living room. What a game seven. Oh, my God. I don't even... (laughs) That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. It, it's nuts. I mean, I, I, I was like, I wasn't a Debbie Downer before the game. It was just like, it, for me, it wasn't looking good because I don't know. I, I was very queasy coming in with Carolina being at home and all that. I don't know. What were, what were your, what was your perspective before the game? So I kept, I even wrote on the back of my car, like, Rangers and six, but looking back at this whole season, the, narrative did not fit the narrative it it was gonna have to come down to a game seven it was gonna have to be something that was had every rangers fan on a heart monitor before the end of it as much stress as possible yeah but that's what this team has been doing it's like push them in the corner push them in the corner and, and then it's just a complete shift it's you can only poke the bear so much and this tonight's win not just to beat carolina at home, but to beat them in the way that they beat them and, and to do so in, in such a full 100% game fashion from everything from the, the goaltending all the way up to the fourth line and the special teams. It, it was, yeah. it was a perfect New York Rangers hockey game. Absolutely. I mean, they, they went from down O2 where we're, I think, we felt between those games, you know, that the Rangers were in those games. And we kept saying to ourselves, 
you're in those games. You're playing hard. You just need to get to the next step. We got to get ahead of them. And, and, and they got there and they caused us the stress. And this is what they, I don't know, enjoy doing, but this is what they like to do. And they came, they tied it 2-2. You go down 3-2. You come and just absolutely obliterate them and tie it, at, you know, you tie the series and you come to a game seven. I mean, what was your feeling going into this game seven? Do you feel like, did you feel like because every single time that we blow out the team, the next time they come out, you know, and play crazy good, that this was going to be a much, you know, this was going to be this type of outcome. I was, and I, and I hate to say it because I don't want to, it's not even a matter of jinxing it, but you get a gut feeling, but I had, I, I kind of knew, like I, I felt I had a very, very relaxed feeling going into this game especially being at game six, seeing the... Oh, you're lucky. I was I lost years off my life the past day. Oh, well, no, I've already lost years off my life from back in... I mean, game seven against the Pens, I was... <clears throat> I had shut it off wow. at one point. And then I was like, no, turn it back on. But going into tonight's game, I think seeing the way that the Carolina Hurricanes played in game six and ha- taking in consideration um, on Tiranta being pulled... And then having uh, having them put Kachekov in, I I I just saw the wheels kind of falling off for Carolina, and and that whole we can't win on the road thing. Obviously, that's going to weigh very heavily on them when they are on the road. But I think what was also weighing heavily on them too is that overconfidence of we will win at home because they are so unbeatable at home. But then you're going to get in the back of your head. You're like, well, we're due for a loss at home. You can't go all day. Nobody's going to remain undefeated. And and seeing the pieces come back together with the New York Rangers, getting Barkley Goudreau back, having Shesterkin become Shesterkin again, and seeing the top line guys, Savannah Jed and uh, even Panarin and Kreider starting to wake up a bit. I cannot imagine that the Carolina Hurricanes were coming in in this game feeling like they had it in the bag at all. So, I mean, let's break it down, shall we? I mean, every single line contributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the veterans came through. The kids came through. I mean, I, I, I thought that a laugh, uh, you saw that backhander by Loft that went wide. I thought that went in for a second. Yes. Uh, this had very big Washington Game 7 vibes when we were away um, versus them. Not not entirely because versus Washington, we were, I, this is way back. What is this, in 2013 or something like that? Um but yeah, you, you just felt that the, the Rangers came to play and they've learned from their mistakes, the passed away games. I, I mean, no, everything went right. The power play, the, the penalty kill, 5v5 was a little iffy in the beginning. But, you know, even, even though they didn't have the puck a lot 5v5, they made, you know, they shut it down defensively. And it's it just crazy to think how this team like comes as a team I mean, did you see, did you notice how, like, defensively they were just flying, blocking every shot that was coming at Shesterkin? I've noticed, well, yeah, Lingren's going to step up and block any shot, even if even if they're up six six to two and there's three seconds left, which is, I mean, the guy is, is a machine. But what I've noticed with the Rangers, especially as the season had gone on, especially in the last few weeks of the regular season, I should say, the defensive mindset that had been – not fully there, not fully there for everything. It wasn't, it wasn't as consistent as it needed to be. It was finally there in terms of the forwards really contributing on the back check. And 
you could see just looking at it, you could see how much of a benefit that was because it gave the opportunity for our defensemen who are very much so offensive defensemen. I mean, Keandre Miller is an offensive player. He only just came back to D that gave them the opportunity to be able to go up and get into those plays and not hesitate at all and be concerned of, I'm not going to be able to get back and, and feel like they need to kind of just step back just a bit in case a puck gets loose. So I think the fact that the, Forwards have been contributing very much so on the defense, as well as having Shesterkin in net, because you're not going to, even if you have your forwards coming back on D and getting right back into the zone as fast as they can, if you have a goalie who's, for instance, a third string goalie like tonight, Carolina was not going to have their defensemen going on a four check that hard when they have Kachekov in net, because he cannot be relied on in a situation if, the, if a puck were to break through, whereas Igor Shosturkin nine times out of 10 can. Do the Rangers rely on him a lot? Yes, at the beginning of the season. But towards the end of the season, they started relying less on him, but knowing that he was going, that he was there and that he can do that made it very much so a great opportunity to get to get these D-men up. And the goal scored, I mean, Truba, uh, Fox... And we're even seeing Braden Schneider getting up and firing him off. And, and I love that because as soon as the defense starts playing more on offense, it's even going to be, it's going to, I guess, and not even in spite, it's just going to get that energy of we're playing a full 200 foot hockey game right now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And that's, that's key. key. Perfect. And that's key. Playing that 200 yards. That That's part of the entire game is playing that entire 200 yards for 60 minutes a game. Yeah. So if, if they're not, uh, if they're not on back checking stuff, and I always say it, I always, t- I always tweet it out because um, I play defense uh, badly. <laughs> I'm not like I will stay I, in my open hockey. But oh, I, I saw you. You started playing again a couple months ago, right? I did. Yeah, it was quite a quite an adjustment after a 16 year retirement. But I know for a fact that I'm not going to be able to get back. So I always say the blue line, but I'm not going to really cross the red line. Oh. Well, I mean, like Jacob, Jacob's a goalie. Jacob's a goalie, so so he's gonna come from the point of view where he has no problem with you staying there. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have no problem with my defense staying actually. What back I think for once too, also lives. though, with the carrot, hang back, put out the vibe. But I think with the Rangers, what they've done as well is that chemistry that you had mentioned before. That chemistry is very much there, and I do not see this chemistry in any other team. Nor have I seen it. Um, among any teams recently, including former Rangers squads, the chemistry of this team is so, it's just so like mal. you could just see it between them. And, and it was so very exaggerated just when we got those new guys in at the trade deadline. Mott, Cop, Vetrano, Braun. By the way, I freaking love Mott, man. I, oh I love him so much. Oh, he's great. But they all stepped in and it was like a seamless acquisition. And well, they went from being on a trade to they were New York Rangers and they were in it. And that, that says a lot speaks very, very highly to the organization, but as well as the, the coaching staff and the veteran guys on the team. Right. I was going to, I was going to actually mention like you, you literally went to my, my next point that you, you're, if you look at the guys producing during these series, but they were the questions in a sense, I'll, I'll explain it like this. We were discussing trade deadline, like you got Andrew Kopp, Tyler Ma, Frank Vetrano, uh, even Braun. 
And you kept thinking to yourself, like, okay, are these the pieces to do? Like, we didn't make that big move. You went for these names that seem to be pretty good people to fit the system. The depth and chart. They, to fill and, the depth. Yeah, Jury killed it on this one. He is, his oh, he, is on the charts. He absolutely, he nailed it. And if you realize in this series who's showing up, number one, you had a kid line that you had questions on. Tito is... There is an argument to be made that he should be the second line center next year. I know we're not talking about next year, but man, that 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 kid is exploding. And one of the reasons why is because it's in general, it's not just him. It's also his line. It's also that like Tara's bring like Tara's bringing up is that there's a chemistry on this team, not just on the ice. It's almost off the ice as well. If you see on the bench, the way they treat each other, the way they have the way they have a connection with each other, it's it's just absolutely fantastic. And and who have you found like in this series that besides I know we know Zabanja when he's on the team is on. Have you found any you know anything specific in this in this series of someone that has stepped up and and become someone that people are rallying around? Brian Lingren. Oh yeah he's Oh my gosh, he's a zombie. Ryan are we convinced that his like whole body is frozen over? You know how they freeze like your injury? His whole body has to be. Oh yeah, frozen they probably just right threw right? a cryo machine and, and kicked him back out. But no, it I mean to battle through an injury is one thing, but to battle through an injury or not even that, to completely disregard the injury and it's just a okay, this is what this is what it is. I'm going to go play at the level that I need to play. That's that's saying a lot. And for a guy who doesn't get that much credit when it comes down to looking at the numbers because he doesn't really put up huge numbers. I mean, it took him a very long time to get that first goal right. when he first got on the Rangers, but the effort is so just outrageous coming from this guy. And what I love about it too, is that his style of defense matches up perfectly when you put him on a box uh, on with Fox, who's uh, obviously he's, he rarely ever gets hit because he's very, high hockey IQ he's he's always two steps ahead of it but having a high hockey IQ and just having great hands is not going to really you're not gonna be able to stick check your way to being the best defenseman and you need that person who's going to get in the corners and dig and that's what Ryan Lindgren is doing and I also think that there's something to say about how well the lines were able to readjust when things did happen for example when when Mott was injured so they had to switch up the lines and all of a sudden copper's going to the center and just the ability for them to shuffle and and they never did that have it be a non-issue they never did that before because that that was something gallant never was willing to do i think gerard gallant has become he's he's filled every single box on the list of what the Rangers have been looking for in a coach. They've gone from extreme to extreme, you know, Tortorello. Then they go to this Dumb. nice college Dumb. coach with Quinn. <laughs> and Gerard Gallant is something special. And I really do think, and it's it's not just because I'm obviously a big Rangers fan. As a person who respects hockey through and through, I, I do see something very special in this team. And you can, you've seen it on other teams. I can't really remember another team where I saw it like this, but this is this is a I mean, they're they're making history with every game. It's amazing, and they're young, and they have. And this is a team that was not even meant to make this round. Yeah, okay? nobody. I kept like hearing. I was listening to the radio this morning, and they mentioned, you know, you realize that every little bit you're getting is just the cherry on top. You're you came into the season, your first expectations is okay. Let's see what we got, right? Then you start thinking to yourself, okay, maybe we're pretty good. Then you start saying, oh my gosh, we're good. Okay, let's we can make the playoffs. 
And then your just expectation just kept rising and rising. At this point, it's like it's, it's like a cherry okay. on top. It's the yeah. whipped cream it's, on the milkshake. Like it, it's every anything now going forward is just pure joy because this team. But you know what? I disagree with that because you're all in. N- not even that because when you see the potential in a team, or you see the potential of because it's not just the Cinderella story. We got lucky. That's you know those happen but I don't see this team as that because this isn't just a matter of a luck thing all season long they've showed this ability to readjust resilience. yeah resilience absolutely absolutely that's where that's been the word for the team all season but they've shown so much growth that it would be and when I when I look at it, I'm like they more than deserve to be in this position and it's not even a matter they've earned it and oh yeah season. it wasn't one they earned it and it will be disappointing to, if they did fall, you know, if the wheels fall off and we didn't see them playing to the level that we have seen them play. And and the level that we've seen them play is frustrating because sometimes it doesn't come out until they're back into a corner, but, but it's there. I mean, you see a team as a whole, not just a single player, like no offense, but Connor McDavid and the Oilers. I mean, they're coming in. Connor McDavid put that whole team on his back. Yeah. In a big way. And the stats and the stats, like, this, yeah, the stats. Can we like, point the, out that the Rangers are doing this with their best winger, insanely, uh, well, rumored severely injured? Even so, I mean, I know Panarin in the playoffs is a little bit different just because his style of play, he needs time and space. And, and we, I, I expect him to play, I expect him to be a little bit more loud on the ice, I should say, in, in the next round because of Tampa Bay's style of play, Carolina, if you're, if you're a player who, need, who likes to stick handle, who likes to move around and still player like that, Carolina's going to make it impossible for you to do that. Um, he did look a little slow, but I think that his skill set is going to match up much better with, with Tampa Bay. So final question before we move on to the Tampa Bay section, where we talk about uh, pregame. Um, when did you think during this game, it's like, okay, it's over. We won. Man, I I I didn't I, do it till the last minute, even though no, it was I too. when they were up to, and that's for a very first just watching, just watching how they were playing and watching the energy level of Carolina. I once they got two in the first period, I was like, it's over. There was not a and I, and I I know I probably just I sound like such a like like oh you're lying. No, I actually did. And I mean you you even read the tweets from my from during other games and all my videos are up and you know that I am, I'm not going to be believing that they're winning until the final horn is rung. And then I'll give it another extra 10 minutes because I'm sure somebody's going to want to call up back something and be like, Oh, there's more time on the clock. But today for some, not for some reason today, because the New York Rangers have performed in the way that they have and come so consistently and added on every time I as soon as I got those two goals the defeat in Carolina was there Auntie Ranta felt so bad for the guy you could tell after that, oh, first that looked look, brutal. looking at guy he was like I he's never played 11 he's never started 11 in a row and and dealing with that type of stuff Carolina amazing team but it just the wheels were falling off for them and and for the Rangers everything was falling back into place so go back and all of that. So, I mean, so not not once in this game did I think that the Rangers were going to lose. I wow. mean, for me personally, I, I, I this team is I, I don't like, you know, it was funny because when they scored, 
uh, before Filipino scored. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start celebrating. And I, I promise you, I promise you, the minute I said that to my friend, they scored. Uh, Max Domi scored. I'm like, all right, yeah. Now I'm, I'm just going to shut up now. I'm not. There was I'm, no I, shot that they were going to come back. And there no, was no, there wasn't. Were, but I, once that second goal was scored, there was no shot. The the Carolina Hurricanes had. Well, they, they had been dagger, got, though. Figured that out. dagger yeah. was a beauty. I mean, and, the way Filipinos molded. Sorry, yeah, no. What were we saying? Oh yeah, no. And I was just saying, like, the, and yeah, the Rangers have in the past, and at times when it's very important gone out played hard in the first period and then died off in the second and third or they've gone out and played like crap in the first and but putting them in a game seven elimination situation I had zero doubt in my mind that that was not going to be the case there was there was it just wouldn't it's not a part of their system that they could they couldn't do that in a game seven you can't put these players back up against the wall and expect anything less than every shred of effort if it's a game three and you know there's still a few more games to go yeah they're going to do that and they're going to make everybody frustrated and upset and lose sleep but but in a situation like this when when they have a two or die situation it is i would i would put my money on this rangers team every single time so all right let's go on tampa bay now we're in the conference finals it's insane to even you know say that it's it's nuts absolutely nuts but Reality here, how can the Rangers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning? What are the keys? Because I know that sounds crazy, but let's be honest, it was also crazy versus Carolina, and they pulled it off too. So, well, the Rangers are three and oh against Tampa Bay this year. They've right, not that's lost true. And Tampa is a very much offensive minded team. Um, and they have those grip players on D and then they have their big boys like Bay uh, Patty Maroon and all that. I know that we have the goaltending to keep their top players, their top scorers at bay. What the biggest problem I could see with the Rangers is, is that they were not putting up numbers. They weren't scoring goals. The Rangers had that such a low like points scored, you know what I'm saying? Goals, goals for it. It was very low. And that was one of the reasons that people were so kind of questioning whether or not the Rangers were going to do well, because yeah, you can be a great team, but if you're not getting goals, that's, that's where you're going to lose in the playoffs. But we've seen them in these last few games, the goals are going up. The numbers are going up on that. I think that that's going to play very much so into the mindset of shoot the puck, cycle the puck. Don't make those you know, it's not, we're not trying to screw around on the you know, stupid shit on the blue line, but I think the confidence built up from these past two wins is something that they're going to bring with them, but they're not going to overestimate. Whereas I can absolutely see Tampa Bay coming into this thinking, oh, wow, the Rangers are, you know, lucky to be here. They, they, they are way ahead of schedule and they should be grateful. You know, this is they're on borrowed time. And and that can that can come back and bite Tampa in the ass. If you're a little oh, bit God. overconfident, we saw it uh three years ago when they got swept in the first round. When they were when they were ahead by what 20 points in the in the standings and they had been they just crushed everybody all regular season. And then they went in with that cockiness and you can almost get to a point where you forget that you are 
you know, you're not going to win every single time. It's not just going to come that easy, especially in the playoffs. So that's something that I think could possibly trip up Tampa. I know for a fact that the veterans and the leaders on the New York Rangers are not going to allow that to happen. Um, that's not that that's not the mindset. That's not the environment. It seems like a very structured focused team. And other than that, just keep pressing on defense, have everybody drop back. And if worst comes to worst, we have the goaltending to shut down somebody like Kudrov. And when it comes to Vasilevsky, yeah, he's a wonderful goaltender. He's insane. He's one of the best. And while Shesterkin was better than him this year, he is definitely as, you know, if we're going to go by careers. A question. You know what I mean? Significantly better. He's one of the best to ever, to ever play. But the big... I think that the Rangers are going to use that to their advantage in terms of. Well, I mean, it's kind of PTSD, no? It's kind of PTSD from 2015. I don't know, for me personally. I know. Listen, if there's anything that I've seen this team do, it's. You know how much, how many times they're going to mention this, right, on ESPN, right? We all know how much, how many times they're going to mention it. Why? Oh, dude, I can't. ESPN, I cannot stand in general. Right? It's a miracle I, they haven't mentioned Sidney Crosby in the Game 7. Uh, <laughs> well, I was shocked when Truba threw that perfectly clean, beautiful hit. Um, I, I'm sure, Caroline, I'm sure hockey Twitter's blowing up. People are probably like, Truba's dirty. No, he just throws really clean hits. But um, I don't. I, I think there might be something behind that. The, the Rangers do have the biggest franchise. I think they topped out at $1.2 billion this year. And yeah, they're the biggest. Uh, the biggest. Forbes had yeah. them at um, $2 billion, I think. It's it's a ridiculous number. And then and then a smaller franchise like Carolina was, was what, $600 million? So Roughly, yeah. it would behoove them to kind of beat on the Rangers a little bit if it means that it's also going to bring in, you know, get the other team's fans excited because the Rangers fans are always going to be there. And when they're trying to build up these other teams, it's one thing. And everybody hates the Rangers, but well, hey, the man. NHL is living the life right now because in one conference is you got McKinnon versus Mc, uh, McDavid, and the other conference you got Shesterkin versus Vasilevsky. The NHL right now is living the dream. Yeah, somehow they screw it up, but they're living the dream right now. Yeah, well, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, these are going to be two great matchups. I do think the Colorado Avalanche are going to spank. Oilers, oh yeah! So. Oh, I, I don't know if that series is, is going to be at all. I mean, it, maybe maybe McDavid will do good on that first line, but once five once max, he's not on the ice, when he's not on the ice, oh my gosh! And Drysaddle slowing down a bit. Yeah, no, yeah. he can carry. He can only carry them so far, and, and it's frustrating to see because he is such a generational talent. It's but ridiculous! And, His skating is beyond. It is, but you can't win with one guy. Right, exactly, and this is you why can't win with Mike Smith as your goalie. Ex- oh. Not even that. They you could know, have they could have Mike Smith in net. It's a, your goalie could be trash, but if you have a full team, you could get away with it. I, I always like. I don't know. I, always, I don't remember I always, the last time. Sorry, Shark. I just want to mention one thing. I, I can we mention the last time where there was a Stanley Cup champion with an eh goalie? I mean, every goalie. I mean, goaltending is a big part of it, but I'm saying in terms of getting your team far, yeah, maybe oh, far. You yeah, whole team. On, you could put the whole team on your back for as long as you can, but, but eventually you can't do, you can't be on the ice the entire time. Well, you know, 
this entire team has done things in games where you look at the numbers afterwards and you go, oh my gosh, wow, that's pretty crazy. They held up in one of the games against the Lightning this year, they held Stamkos to, to zero shots. And if you know how Stamkos works, like, like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. They, they have held them to zero shots in one game. Yeah. They had a game. Uh, I could pick up the game for you. Um, oh, was it the Zabanejad winner game? I think so. Oh, and Braden um, points out, by the way, I think. And Braden point. Yeah. So that's a big point. I was <laughs> a big point. No playing words. Um, I didn't call it, but they, they actually played the lightning pretty well every time they played them. And as good as Vasilevsky is, there's a couple of things that I find the Rangers actually have a huge advantage against the lightning. And the advantage I would say is the fact that number one, they have the huge momentum and they're coming in with a fantastic momentum coming in from beating two game sevens. I mean, you have to, you have to give, you know, usually in hockey, you don't, oh, you know, you don't always go with the team that just looks better. I mean, look at the Canadians from last year. They didn't deserve to be in the cup, but they got the momentum. They got on fire. They got themselves to a certain position and they made it. You can't take stats. You can't listen to stats. You have to throw them out. I mean, just Strickland is 3-0 and against the Lightning this year with a GAA of 1.30, a safe percentage of 9.58, and he has a shutout. But that doesn't matter when you get to the playoffs because you got to score goals. You know, and the Rangers have scored the second. The key most- in this series is you got to get somehow past Vasilevsky. You got to get Shesterkin literally the other way around. And while Shesterkin is going to hold the fort, you're going to have to figure out how in the world you're going to beat Vasilevsky. I think that that's. But I the think key. that the Rangers have the ability to do so now that we have that offensive driver. So oh, of course. More- seeing a lot more shots off. We're seeing a lot more quick shots and quick passes. And those are the ones that are going to get by. I mean, Vasilevsky's a great goalie, but he's. He cannot be the main focus. If, if the Rangers are going to go into this series and take the ice thinking he's this good and, and I need to find a way to beat beat him, not I know I can beat this guy. I'm also in the NHL. Right, it's all I'm about the mentality. So he can't be the only focus. The focus needs to be playing the entire game, making the plays, not just that one player. Because if that's how you're going to play, then you may as well just not show. Because if you're right, going yeah, thinking, it's I all can't, about the mentality. Yeah, and I think that um when it comes down to momentum though momentum yeah it can get you can get you far but but you see how fast momentum can be changed that will swing back to the other team in two seconds and if that's all you're kind of grasping onto then then that's another reason like there's so many building blocks and aspects that need to be in place in order to win the cup and even if you're the best of the best like Tampa was a few years ago if you're not if your head's not there so, you're going, you're done. And and um, I think it's interesting too that the I guess I guess it is kind of an advantage that the Rangers are coming in being this team that's quote unquote to other people shouldn't be there. And and you do hear that argument a lot. You hear the stats are like, well, they've only got, you know, they're only averaging this many goals. And just because they're winning, they're still not shooting, so they're gonna lose because they're just not scoring enough goals. Well, I mean, I must first of all apologize that no, they did not hold Stamkos to no shots. But on uh, on January sec on January second, they held him to one shot. That's he had, still pretty dang good. He had he had two penalties that game. The next game after that, they held him. He was a minus one on the ice. He only had two shots. Only in the first game did he actually kill them. But it seems like they learned from there what to do. Um, I'm going to really go through all the players in general and just like look at them versus the Rangers. But this, this is my point on the Rangers is they, I feel, I mean, Crosby absolutely killed them in some of these games, but who honestly like killed the Rangers in this series? 
against the Hurricanes. Well, no one in particular. No one in particular. Trocek had him one amazing I don't game. even really think that Crosby, I mean, Crosby was a standout player. I just think it was a matter of he was the one putting forth the most effort for the Pens, and we saw how quick that all fell apart when he wasn't there. So if you're building around a certain player, and and it can it can go both ways too, because if Kenny Malkin is a great player, but he is if if you're the team if you're somebody that the team is kind of looking up to or they're building the plays off of you and then you aren't able to handle that and you see Malkin get hot-headed and then you get the stupid penalties and stuff like that that can that can then trickle down to the rest of the team as well right and so, and really put them in a bad situation too so I, I still not understand how he has not been able to figure out how to handle his emotions who Malkin yeah Oh yeah, he, he's a hothead. I mean, that's but, what. But, that's what. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, there's I mean, nothing but, really. Um, but but yeah. that's like that is such a because it's such a mental. Yeah, you just you just would figure away. out. That's that. how he likes to play. He uses it to his advantage. You know what but I mean? But he doesn't. It bites him he in the. He doesn't ass. though. And that 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 penalty in the pen. Like we scored on a penalty that he drew, and and the pens had the puck in the Rangers zone, and he got into it. With somebody in front of their bench, like right in front of the penalty box. He wasn't well, how many, how box. many, how many um um penalties did Sebastian Aho have in this series? I have no idea. It's, no, I, no, I, no. I I don't have anything in front of me. But um, I, I, the point was is that yeah, the no one had, was a dominant player versus the Rangers. It was like a team, team. You know, a whole group. Well, I I can't even speak anymore. I, I you had this after all these wins. I'm sorry. It was, it was a whole team effort versus the Rangers from Carolina's perspective, just as the Rangers with uh, versus Carolina. So yeah, that's I, also I, yes, I like that you made that point that with the Rangers there really wasn't a standout player either. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, all all, all the lines came through Game Seven. The kid line, the Strom line. Somehow Strom pulled through. I mean, when Strom scores, you know they're winning. Because if he's winning, Strom has really been stepping it up too. I mean, uh, that horrible, horrible game four was. I mean, he had four shots on goal as a manager and Kreider and well, Strom missed the net. Strom missed the net tonight, and then he scored right after. He he did. If he waited one more second, it was going in. But he was impatient and he shot it right into the leg pad. So Mm -hmm. I was after that. I was tweeting like, "Are you kidding me?" And then I'm like, "Never mind," because he scored right two minutes after. So. I think we're going to end it off here. Uh, mm-hmm. Tara, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, God, uh, my pleasure. I, I mean, coming off that win, let's go. I, that's just, it's amazing. And I love this team. I think this team is definitely something special. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. Appreciate so it. Our pleasure. Before, you, before, you, uh, before we leave, you want to tw- put in your Twitter handle, what you do, etc. Well, I'm going to pop my own tires real quick for sure, man. I <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, I have a YouTube channel. It's called the Glove Drop. It started out on YouTube, but I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the YouTube videos, uh, of course, they are Rangers, but I also check them out. They're always yeah. fantastic. I'll tell you yeah, that. They're there. The, tweet, the tweets great. get pretty silly, and the TikToks get pretty silly as well. So definitely go and check all that out. That's uh, I definitely have one guy who's not a big fan, and that's Bates Nasty. But oh boy, <laughs> as far Alrighty. as I'm concerned, Tara, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, the Rangers, you know. Uh, come through with Stamper on the other side. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers.